With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated, and right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Oh, do you want to break our walls down? Or do you want to destroy it? Well, you go to hell! We put this festival on you, bosses! With a lot of love! We work for one year for you, pigs! Or do you want to break our walls down? Or do you want to destroy it? Well, you go to hell! Good evening, everyone. It's Sunday. We're back, the Fatback Four. The original lineup has stayed again. We're, we're flying. Um, episode six, I think. We, we call it six. It's International Week. We, we've lost all fucking interest, to be perfectly honest with you. Ian, Matt, Grizz, myself, Gav, your host. Here we go. The topics are not random, but just stuff we've picked up during the week, and we'll, we'll go at them. The first thing I do want to say, though, is the LFC Day Trippers event 22nd of October David Fairclough you know all the details I've told you before get onto the website and get your tickets they're, they're moving quite well there's about two weeks to go to the event but get on and get your tickets it's going to be a cracking day there's also a competition on Facebook there as well for people tag a few friends win some tickets win some drinks look lfcdt.com go to the shop get your gear get your tickets come on down have a good day and we go from there right on with the show Um. Ian, I'm going to come to you first. It's two years since Jurgen Klopp took over at Liverpool Football Club. Um, Blaine got on to us on Twitter today and wanted to know: Fuck's sake, are you still <laughs> are you still happy with him? Um, can you give us your highlight and a low part of his job so far? Go ahead, shoot. Yeah, of course I'm happy with him. He's, I've said before, I wish he was my dad, but. Uh, yeah, he's he's brilliant, isn't he? He's not he's not he's not perfect, but he he's lifted. People have got very short memories in the football game. Look at where we were two years ago when Stoke. How many did Stoke put us put past us on Gerard last game? Was it six, five or six? Six. We were we <coughs> were. St- let let me just say that again. Stoke. Do you know what I mean? We were abysmal. We were a pile of shit side. Just we were awful, and he's come in. And for for the time for a short time, he, he reunited the fan base because let's be honest, our fan base is very fractured at the best of times, and that's me being polite and not calling them all bellends, uh, which I kind of just have, but you know what I mean. 
Uh, and he, 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 he <laughs> like, reunited us all. And like, we all seem to be pulling in, in one direction. But we've got short memories and people get bored of that very quickly. And then start thinking, well, why haven't we won this and why haven't we won that? And So that's my issue with, you know what I mean, short-termism. But my highlight would be the Dortmund game. It was just incredible. But, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot more performances. The general style of football is a massive highlight, do you know what I mean? And how funny he is in press conferences and all that. But if, for one individual, it would be the Dortmund game. Best game I've ever been to, and I've been to a lot of good games. Uh, and especially because it was his former side. Just seeing how passionate he was against his former side just showed, like, do you know what I mean? He, he was ours now. He, he didn't have any split loyalties or not, and he was incredible. Uh, and the low light would, it'd have to, and I don't know how much he's to blame for it, but it'd have to be the, the recent transfer window, wouldn't it? Uh, we all thought we were getting Van Dyke and we wanted Lamar and we wanted Cater and we wanted all these type of players. And, and all the news coming out of the club was that we had all this infinite amount of money and it didn't seem to be the case. So that was that is the downside, I would say. Oh, and... Obviously, our defensive problems is an issue as well. But I think the team's actually set up well. I just think it's the individuals that's letting them down uh, to a point anyway. So, my high point would be the Dortmund game and the general style of playing, you know what I mean, when we're, when we're playing well. And my low point would be the transfer window and our shitty defence. Yeah, um, the Dortmund one is going to be right up there with most people. Um, because of the night that was in it, it, it went one way, went the other, went again, and it, it was all over. It was mental. It was crazy. Um, the transfer window, yeah I, yeah, I see your point. I really do see your point because you're kind of looking now going, if we'd have just got that right, you never know where we would be right now. Even though now isn't the, not the worst position to be in, you know. I think it's overhyped just a touch. Um, but Matt... Um, Ian's picked Dortmund, and he's picked the transfer window, and overall he's happy. Are you going to go any way different? Um, well, I'm made up of cloth. You can't say anything, anything other than that, really, unless you're being a cunt like Chris, who's, who's turning FSG and cloth out now. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> no, you've got to be made up of him. He's, he's better than we deserve. We are... Look at where we were. As Ian touched on, we're so reactionary. The only reason... You've worded the question how you have. It's not how happy are you with Klopp. It's are you happy? It's because cunts on Twitter are reacting to the last three weeks or something. Do you know what I mean? If you look at where he came in and where we are now, absolute progress. I still think we're getting top four this season and we're getting out the the group. Um, sorry about that. Yeah, um, and I'm absolutely made up of him. The my highlight is not just the one game because I think everyone's would have been Dortmund, so I can't just pick that. I'm saying the way he reacted at the back end of last season. So we were going through a terrible patch, January, February, into March. Not, not into March, actually, that's when we started to bring it back. And he, he tightened up at the back. He, he realised we didn't have the players to play how we wanted, and he changed his tactics and he tightened up at the back. And uh, we just went on that run from, from Everton onwards. <laughs> And we just climbed back up into the uh, the top four and just saw it out. Even last eight game of the season, 3-0, just saw it out. Them last four as well, 
changing it to two up top to fit in Sturridge. Again, we, we call him quite stubborn with his tactics, but what he did the back end of that season to get us top four, I think it was unbelievable. I was made up of him. Um, low points, I would like to steal what Ian said and say the, uh, the transfer market. It's but building on it, it's more the stubbornness of not not going after the second man. It's first or nothing, which we've seen doesn't work. We didn't get our first choice, um, so we needed we needed the second best. We still probably would well definitely would have been a lot better than what we got, we got now. Like so, it's stubbornness in the transfer market. Yeah, you've, you're 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 both gone with the transfer market. It just shows the effect that it's had on a lot of fans. Um, since what the end of August, um, notably Grizz, because Grizz is still hanging on to Virgil Van Dijk, and he's not letting fucking go for love no money. <laughs> he's even he's even giving free cars to assistant managers and all to try um try get the deal put through. But Grizz, um, don't tell me you're not happy with Klopp. <laughs> but give me some give me some highlights and some not so good. No match match change yeah, as usual. <clears throat> I'm 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 very much very much pro Klopp. I'm, I, you know I've said numerous times. He's the best man for the job. He's the best man for us out there at the moment. Um, if we were to get rid of Klopp, I seriously don't know who we'd turn to realistically. Yeah, the, word, the key word is realistically in world football management. Who would we turn to? So, you know, it's as Matt says, we, we, it's so reactionary. We just look at each game. The, the, the opinions, the ideas change after each game, which is, you know, it's, it's quite pathetic. But listen, overall... I'm very happy with his two years so far. It's not perfect. There's been, you know, there's been blips along the lane, along the way. But listen, we've got to remember, we, we um, Ian mentioned the Stoke game when we lost six uh, zero. I just want to go through that lineup, lads, because I've just looked it up. Right, this was the lineup for that game. So how anyone can compare, you know, uh, Klopp's tenure compare? To the last, you know, the last uh, uh, Rogers team. We finished. We we ended that game with. Sorry, not ended. We started that game with. Can at right back. Emre Chan at right back. Skirtle, Sacco, Moreno. Then our midfield was Lucas and Allen, and Henderson. Oh. With La, with Lalana and Coutinho playing behind Steven Gerrard. Uh, aging Steven Gerrard was playing up top. That was our team, people. So if we compare that lineup to the one that just played, fair enough, and all uh, and all the criticism will be look well the back the back line still not strong enough, but everywhere else on that pitch, we are far stronger. I mean, you know, Mane, Salah, and Firmino up top now compared to who was it, Lalana and Coutinho playing behind. My my favourite player of all time, but he's not, you know, he wasn't a striker at, his, at the age of 35 or whatever he was. So if you contrast, compare and contrast those two lineups, that's where we go. We had no identity. There was no passion in that team. We were dead. We were out on our feet with that team. And people forget and realise Klopp took over that team. He didn't have a lot to, a lot to work with. He had a lot of dead, dead wood to shift and move. I think he's done fine. The progress, look, the key year was always going to be the third year. This is th- uh, the third year, right? So it's, so it's two years gone. This is the third year. The key, the key year was always going to be the third year to see how far, how significant the progress has been. 
At the moment, I'd give it a, his two years a 6-7. But I do take on board that this year is crucial, whether that's a 7 or goes back to a 6. At the moment, it's like a 6.5. So I'm, I'm more than happy with Klopp. Highlights, bit of both. You know, the Dortmund was amazing. I personally loved the, the way we handled the two <clears throat> United semi-final legs. Was it the fight? Uh, sorry, the quarterfinal, wasn't it? Yeah. The way we the way we handled United over those two legs, I I, I got personal uh, satisfaction out of that. To be honest with you, because we were we looked solid in both games, uh, barring just a twenty minutes at Old Trafford in that first half. Bacatino goal though, well, that was magical. It was, was I mean, one. Man United. <clears throat> everyone said Mourinho over two legs. You know, is is this is that, and we handled them very very well. But yeah, the low points low points has got to be look. If, if there's any criticism of Klopp, he's far, in my opinion, it's just an opinion, he's far, far too loyal to crap players. And we've got to say it how it is. He is, I mean, <coughs> the likes of Mignolet, Lovren, how they still part of that team. And unfortunately, a crucial part of that team who are selected week in, week out. I expected that. The only criticism I will say is I expected the likes of Lovren, Moreno, Mignolet to be squad players at this stage. Yeah, same. But they're not. They're still first 11 players. That's my only criticism. Do you know what? What I would say, I think Klopp expected that as well. That's why he bought Carius and he, he hasn't lived up to, mm. lived up to the yeah. mark so far. And that's why he wanted Van Dijk. And that's why he was looking for another left-back as well. So I think he, he, he'd agree with you there. They just haven't got the deals over the line. And the one that they did get isn't, it doesn't look up to the, up to the mark so far. Mm, fair enough, yeah. And the yeah, other players he signed, the other play when we're having a like myself included, we're having a go at this transfer window. Just look at some of the players that that he's brought in. He's done the players he's brought in have been by and large very, very good, you know what I mean? Really good signings and really big upgrades on what we've got. Yeah. So maybe there's something to be said for him waiting for the exact player that he wants, do you know what I mean? It was, it was more of a, a thing about everyone got their hopes up. Do you know what I mean? You had cunts like Grizz on Twitter saying <laughs> Van Dyke's done. Everyone getting the hopes up. And, uh, I never uh, once said it was done. I never <laughs> once said it was done. Fuck. Uh, never once. And then Fine. I never it was 14 bits, but it was never done. <laughs> I never once said it was done. Everyone, listen, even club, look, even legends like sort of, not legends, but even sort of ex-players and everyone expected the deal to be done. So we can't really blame Klopp for that as well, can we, really? What are you going to say? Because it's not, it's not, you, no, no, you can blame me, no problem, you know what I mean? But we can't yeah. really blame, we can't really blame, as Ian says, he's identified what he wants, you know, who he wants. Well, he'd, he'd done his job, hadn't he, with Van Dyke. Van Dyke was done. Yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, by all intents go, and purposes. There, there it, you go, Matt, no, it was done. Hang on, but <laughs> I haven't finished <laughs> the sentence. Yeah. It, it was done, Googly but eyes. someone leaked it, didn't he? And yeah, they got sure. pissed off, and that's how it fell apart. So Klopp had done his job. Yeah, he, he know, convinced the player. He took him on the big one at Blackpool and all that. He'd done it. Well, so, we can't honest, even, lads, um, so we can't even blame Klopp for that. You're right. Yeah. It's to also be, to be honest, well, lads. Um, jump in, Gav. It's uh, it's not yeah. just a Liverpool thing. I know we we're we we're surrounded by Liverpool Twitter, so we kind of just see it as our own thing. But it's not. It's a Premiership thing. I mean, look at uh, Frank de Boer for fuck's sake. He was brought in to play nice football with a Sam Allardyce team. He got what three, four games was it? And he was fucked off. It's ridiculous. It's yeah. the, the whole Premiership yeah. just want instant success. And a lot of these managers from 
Holland and Germany and that. They're not about instant success. That's probably why Klopp hasn't gone out and just bought anyone, which will piss us but, off as well as me. He's looking at the, seven years. He's not looking at two years. But the problem with the De Boer one was, Matt, is that he, he inherited the squad that Allardyce put together. Well, not put together, but, but drilled in a certain way. Yeah. And the Boer comes in and they, they appointed him knowing he doesn't play anything like that. And then after five games decided, oh, we need to go back to the Allardyce way because this yeah. isn't working. And like That's you said, it has to be... He he wants he wants to change everything in in the space of in eight weeks or my period and and you better have it right or you're out the door which is madness. Um, when I look at Klopp like today on on my Facebook feed, you know the usual memories come up and Klopp being appointed Liverpool manager. I'm still over the moon with him. Um, absolutely over the moon with him. Um, a style of play I love. Um, there is things that I'm not so mad about. It's more more defensively than nothing else, but um. He's made for Liverpool Football Club, and if you do, you know, people said that two years ago. He's still made for Liverpool Football Club, and he will get it right. He is stubborn, but like you lad said, he probably wants the best or nothing at all, and he's not willing to compromise and compromise his whole team to bring in a, a second or third choice and having to change the way two or three people play to to adjust to that. So, it, he, Gav, listen, um, there's no getting away from it. It is a risky strategy. It's oh, it is a risky, risky side, Grizz, but the problem is, if you bring in a second or third choice, that's also a risk, because you mm. could pay mad money for a second or third choice, because the market the way it is. He tries to bring that person into a team. He then pl- tries to change the way, say, two other defenders play to, to make this lad walk. It doesn't work, and then you have three players out of form. You've one you need to get rid of, and you still have to go back for your original person. Now, I'm not defending him in the transfer market. I think sometimes... Him and the club, because they, ha- they do work together. Look, you can't just differentiate between the two of them. They've been a bit slow. They've been a bit off off the boil when it comes to making signings and, and getting them done. Mm. And yeah, that thing about Van Dijk was leaked. But having said that, that's still somebody we're in the club that should know better. And Klopp and the, the club should be making sure they know that. Um, but I, I, I'm still over the moment. And I think he will be successful. Um, and yeah, we, we do overreact after every single game. But... As Grizz said, this is his third season. I think he definitely needs top four, at least. And it's that's progress, even though it's the same as last year. It's progress to put one after the other, you know, that way. Um, but we've, all, we've touched on the, on the ups and downs. And, but the style thing is what came to me. And, and there was a conversation that went on during the week on the WhatsApp group. And lads were debating. And I just that thought someone called really, Gerard shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Um, but they were debating this, and the argument basically boiled down to, and I'll ask you all your opinion quickly on it, would you rather a Liverpool team that were not great to watch, but successful, or really good to watch, and success isn't guaranteed, but, but could come? Um, Grizz, I'll start with you. Um, style over substance, or the other way around? Oh, I don't, I don't remember this WhatsApp conversation. I don't think that's I was in this went, That's because you weren't in a group. Oh, yeah, this is the one you kicked me out, in it, racist? Oh, yeah. This is, yeah, 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 yeah. This is the racist yeah. group, and they kicked me out. Okay. <laughs> well, look, that's a good question. Style over substance. Look, I, I guess I guess everybody likes to win trophy. Most people would say, look, we want to be able to win things and to win things in style, right? With the likes of sort of, you know, but how many teams over the years have achieved that 
where they win with i mean it's it's only the super clubs that manage that i i guess you, the likes of your barcelona the likes of your madrid maybe you're right Bayern Munich haven't always been the prettiest to watch, but they've won a lot of stuff. And you'll tend to find that a lot of these clubs that play beautiful, pretty football all around Europe never actually win anything. You know the likes of all these Napoli who are being lauded around Europe right now by everyone saying they are playing the most scintillating football. Well, I can guarantee you Napoli won't win anything this season. You Ooh, Dortmunds, that's a big show. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you. Dortmunds, right, for example, the past, you know, um, sorry, not past, since Klopp left him. Oh, wonderful. Tuchel is making them play uh, a level above Klopp. You know, he, he advanced this sort of system that uh, he advanced the gegenpressing pressing of Klopp and just played a fluid possession game. Didn't win much, did he? In fact, bless him, lost his job. So you'll only find, you'll only find the super, super clubs that actually can sort of invest in players that can make them play with style and win things at the same time, right? Like a pep. With City, right, if, if City win anything, you know, or Pep at Barca. Pep's one who sort of, re, sort of rejuvenated the Bayern style as well, didn't he? He sort of made them play a different game. So, look, the stage we're at, from a fan's point of view, the way I look at it personally, right, is I can't wait to get to Anfield to go and watch Liverpool play. And as a fan, that says something. I actually I love watching us play. Who doesn't want to win? But I would hate, and I honestly, and this is, and this is going to true. I would hate to watch my team play defensive, dour football all the time. If it meant, sort of, we just win a cup here and there. If it won, if it won me a league, I'll take it. But realistically, look, it's sorry, Grizz, Grizz. What I'm, what the question is, if I, if I sent you to Anfield every week to watch dour football, right? I couldn't do it. I wouldn't go. Would you do that. it? Would well, I'll put it to you this way: If I gave you Manchester United between 1993 and 2010, okay, <sighs> the amount of trophies they won yeah, but they for their good... football. No, hold on, for their football, would you take it? Ultimately, look, that's a bit of a tough question because I don't think United under Ferguson. Oh no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that he did. What I'm okay. saying is, if I said to you, the, yeah. The, the, the style of play would not be out and out what Klopp wants to do now, but you would get that trophy return. Would you take it? I would take it, yeah. Okay. But I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go to the matches. As a fan, I wouldn't go to the matches to watch that week in, week out. I okay. love no, watching that's us play. I actually love watching us play. And, yeah. and, and, and it's, it's the enjoyment factor. Football's entertainment is to be enjoyed. It's not a job for me. It's not, you know, it's not efficiency. It's not about trophies. And, you know, do you understand? It doesn't affect my life. Yeah. What affects my life is entertainment and enjoyment. And I really enjoy watching them play. Yeah. Okay. So it's an entertainment thing for you. So you go for style and a bit of hit and miss on the trophy front. <clears throat> but it could come good over a more reliable, you know, yeah, less entertaining listen, sort uh, of thing. Yeah. No, no, I get you. I get you. I get you. Um, okay. Ian, I'll come to you next. Um I, I know you're going for style, aren't you? No, I'm not actually. You're not. Uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, mate. I mean, don't get me wrong. The league and the Champions League are a different kettle of fish. If you can scrape down with shitty one nils, then you scrape down with shitty one nils. But I'm, I'm talking about like the league cups and FA cups and stuff like that. Like 
you remember when we won the League Cup against Birmingham on penalties? Yeah. Uh, no, exactly. Exact. This is me point. Yeah, uh, no, I don't. I don't remember I the do. game. No, right? but we don't. No, you don't, Gav. Shut up. I do. You remember us lifting the trophy? Nobody remembers that game in detail. Okay. Okay. Well, I do. <laughs> You're a boring cunt. That's why. Carry on. No, here. I'm not. I just remember it. You don't remember the foul I goal, no? No. Okay. Okay. You don't. Ian, walk away. Sorry, sorry, I, I turned into a, uh, a big fat Muslim fella then and started answering my own question. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, games like that, Birmingham, uh, I remember the Fowler goal, by the way, or, yeah. but remember the Bolton game with McManaman or the Sunderland game with Michael Thomas going back a bit. Those mm-hmm. type of games, yeah, we've won trophies in those games. But mm-hmm. when I'm... Well, just before I lose my marbles, they're not the things I'll talk about. I will talk about the Dortmund game, or I'll talk about the game against United when I was a kid and we were 3-0 down and we come back to 3 all. which up until the Dortmund game was my favourite ever game that I've been to. Or the Newcastle games, or tearing Everton an arse, or a new arsehole, do you know what I mean, in like 20 minutes, or Arsenal, or just taking these teams to pieces, or last-minute winners here, there, and everywhere. Like Grace said, and he's spot on, it, like, the trophy cabinet fills up at Anfield. It doesn't affect your life in the long run. Do you know what I mean? But if you've had a turgid week and you've struggled in work and, do you know what I mean, all that type of shit, you want to be entertained of a weekend. I don't want to see Liverpool play like United with, like, a fucking four and a five and a one and just scrape out a one nil. I want Liverpool to get me out of my seat and have me screaming at the telly, you know what I mean? As infuriating as it is when we concede as well, you want to be entertained. I'd much rather win 4-3 with a last-minute win than win 6-0. I get more out of it. 6-0, the game's over after three goals. You sat there and you're just golf clapping, aren't you, all the way through the game or thinking about where you're going for your dinner. But a 4-3 with a 94th-minute winner, you're getting your dick out, aren't you? It's bosh. So... I don't, I I don't take, quite know if you're getting your dick out, but yeah, I'm getting it out. Know. So I would, I would take that uh, league or Champions League a difference because they've made the trophies, <coughs> and we, the, we need the league, don't we? Because it's been a while. But lesser trophies like FA Cups and all that. Don't the West Ham game was brilliant because it was a brilliant game. Do you know what I mean? But I'd take a brilliant league result where we win nothing at all over a really dour league cut win under, like, Jared Ullier or someone like that. Because the, the football under Ullier at the end, and even Rafa at the end, just bored me to tears. And I was at the game, and I'd be sat there, and I'd be looking up at the clock, and there'd be 60 minutes gone. I'd be thinking, fucking hell. Not, can we score, but when can I go home? Do you know what I mean? It's, you pay a lot of money to go to the game. So, at the very least, it's an, it's, you should be entertained, I think. Like. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um... Matt, are you going with style or are you going with substance? Are you a little in, in between? Uh, well, I had a lot of quiz the other week, actually, when he was sucking Mourinho's cock. I'm full-on style. It, it just, it's so much better when you win it like that. That's kind of like where, why I want uh, FSG to do well. Because it would be so much better if we won the league with this style of owner than a, a, a rich Abramovich or uh, Abu Dhabi government or something. It's so much better when you do it the right way. And playing how Klopp has us playing rather than Mourinho. It's the right way to play fucking football. It's what we've always done. 
I mean, people go on about the Liverpool way, and yeah, we want a bit more solidity at the back. But fuck off, Take, give me a four three any day of the week rather than one nil. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd I'd a good think about this because um, I'd like a mix. You know, I'd like, I'd like style being really good and and being solid at the same time. It's not, Gav, it's not too much. To, I don't think it's too much Gav, to ask. Yeah, go on, man. Yeah. Prick. Your question was one or the other. You can't be changing your question <laughs> yeah. for your fucking answer, you No, yeah, that, that's why I asked you. I'm just hosting it, but I, I did think about it. I would take style as well. Um, and I, I kind of tried to look at this Liverpool team, and do you know something? Be, all teams being equal, I don't think we're far off, and I mean this, I don't think we're far off being able to play the style we're playing and be more than, more than successful. Um, would you because, say, Gav, would you say yeah. under Rafa, do you know, Ian, do, do you remember when we blitzed the likes of Juve, uh, mm. you know, at Anfield? And, and, yeah. You know, and, you know, would you say that was probably near perfect in terms of that's what we're aspiring to be? Sort they were, they of, were yeah, brilliant we'd, we'd, teams, weren't they? We'd, yeah, we'd blitz these teams. If you watch, if you watch but, yeah, them we'd look games, solid as well. If, yeah, exactly. But if you watch them games, it was blitz. It was... It was in their face. Twenty minutes spells, wasn't it? Yeah, it, twenty minutes spells. It, it wasn't them mesmeric football or anything. It was just physical, in their face, really, really high tempo, making them. No, make I'd it. say, but it was all. No, you, I'd say, it was very organised. If you look at like Spence's game, we score off. We score off a corner from Hippie, and then mm. I think this is the game. Yeah, it is the game you're speaking of. And then Garcia smashes one in over Buffon and thirty odd yards. But what, what I look at when I look at this team, I think. Like, just keep looking at the goals we give away. They're not. It's not because we're all gung ho and we leave ourselves wide open. We're making basic, basic mistakes. So I think, like the lads touched on earlier, he wanted Van Dijk and he wanted him alone. I think he wanted him because he thought I can play this style and this fella won't make them basic mistakes. Less mistakes, yeah. You know the kind of way. So I think we're not far off. So I'll stick with style at the moment and hopefully those basic mistakes. Uh, decrease and once we keep a level going forward that we have for the majority I think we might be more than okay but look someone touched on FSG there and Matt I think it was saying it'd be great to win a league with these because it looked the right way rather than you know mass shake or or, or big rich Russian or whatever it is but um, a story broke in the mirror now I don't know how true it is because the mirror like to break these stories every couple of weeks but there seems to be talk that FSG have put a price on Liverpool. Um, and is, it, is it true, Chris? One billion. I can pause the podcast because one strange Russian intermediary friend. But um, I don't know. Ian. Vladimir Khan. <laughs> <laughs> but Ian. Um, when you when you look at it, um, they've slapped this price of one billion. This this girl um, is it Amanda Stavely, Is that her name? Yeah, you're yeah, smashing one. Yeah, um, Matt Sex. Supposedly she's she's heading up this group that are, that are interested. Ian, would you like to see them go? And I don't mean that in a in a way that these FSGO people um, go on. What I mean is, would you like to see them stay and and keep working on what they're at? Or would you like to see this mega money roll in and we just go all out with mad fucking transfers and try to be successful that way? I'd like to ask a question on that basis. Uh, in an ideal world, I'd love us to win it the way we are now, bringing you through and spotting diamonds and all that type of stuff, diamonds in the rough, in an ideal world. But we're not in an ideal world. And the likes of Chelsea 
I'm City can spend fifty million pounds on a pair of fullbacks or hundred million basically on on both fullbacks, uh, and we can't compete in that market. So as good as Klopp is, and everyone can call Pep the Messiah and all that type of stuff, he's got unlimited resources. I'd love to know what Klopp could do with the same with the same resources. I mean, he's never had it at Dortmund. He had to fight a constant uphill battle against Bayern, and Bayern were robbing his players left, right, and centre. And I would just love to. I don't want. I don't want us to be like PSG mental. Do you know what I mean? Where we can spend two hundred million on Neymar. I don't. I just. I don't know how I'd feel about that, but I would just love Klopp to be given every tool at his, at our disposal. Do you know what I mean? I don't hate FSG. Far from it. And I would like to know at the end just how much of the, this window that's just gone where we didn't sign who we wanted was down to them and how much was actually down to the other sides that we were dealing with. If it comes out in the future and the sides say, we were prepared to sell, but FSG done this and done that, and then, do you know what I mean, then I'd have more to say. Uh, all the FSG out people on, on Twitter and stuff tend to be virgins who've never touched a naked woman's body. So... I'm not bothered about what any of them think. Do you know what I mean? If you've ever tweeted uh, our owner's wife, then you've definitely got a box of doll heads under your bed. But I, I'm all right with them staying, but I would love some big dirty Russian or someone to come in and just say to Klopp, there you go, there's £500 million, pound, do your best. How exciting would that be? Do you know what I mean? That It would be exciting, and we've... If we'd won 20 league titles over the last 30 years, then I'd stay, stay the way we are, but we haven't won one, you know what I mean, since the last time Grizz could see his feet. So <laughs> it's about time. It's about time we fucking got the, like, you know what I mean? You would, you, if you see the state of my feet, you wouldn't want to see my feet. <laughs> but it's about time we got that monkey off our back, do you know what I mean? So I'm all for it, me. I, I, just, I just want to see his... I, I see the the football we can we're producing now. I think. Imagine what Klopp could do if he had free reign to sign anyone he wanted. It just blow me away. Like, yeah, probably would it blow most people away. Um, Matt, when when as Ian said there, like he'd love to do with you know with FSG in charge and transfers, and we're still talking about these transfers. Was it Klopp? Was it the club? Were the selling club just simply not selling? You know. Um, but when it comes to it, are you? Are you kind of still giving FSG time and saying, "Look, stop! People need to stop this fucking talk every five minutes," or are you thinking, "No, that transfer window kind of showed that they're not willing to flex their muscles enough, and we need a change." Uh, neither, really, me, uh, mate. I'm, I'm not FSG in all else at all. I mean, I'm not pissed off with them overall. Obviously, some areas they need to improve, but I'm not like, okay, now these are the worst owners ever. Let's tweet the wife, blah. I'm not that, but I'm not, I'm not defending them either because they make mistakes. So I'm like Ian. I mean, it'd be lovely to do it under these owners. I really would love it. But if someone rich came in and started giving Klopp money, then I'm, I am kind of okay with that. And especially, you forget it all if Klopp's got a trophy held above his head, don't you? So yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of both. The romantic side of me says I'd love it for FSG to win it. And actually, I'd love it just to shut them fucking little pricks up. That's the main thing. Yeah. Stick your plane and its banner up your hoop. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, I'm, like, 
But now I'm not FSG in, I'm not FSG out. I, I just want us to do good. If we can do it with them, amazing. If it takes a rich guy, I, I'm okay with that as well. And if Amanda comes in and she's sitting in the fucking in the, the box every day, then yeah, I wouldn't mind looking at her box every day, like. <laughs> fucking hell can okay. I can uh, say there uh, <laughs> I, I was talking to a, two different people yesterday about uh, these owners coming new owners coming in and as having like this mental amount of money and they both said the same thing Klopp doesn't like to work that way now I would like to say how do we know that Klopp doesn't want to be given £70 million for a full back do you know what I mean? because, we don't know because no one because no he, one's ever asked him. He chose us and he chose Fenway's way of doing it. He had a lot of offers and he waited. Well, he chose us. He, yeah, he, true. He, you know he is the he romantic. Was, he was type just about to sanction. Yeah, 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 I appreciate it. But he was just about to sanction an £80 million signing to play centre-half. So I think it, he's, yeah, trying it to, he's trying to do it the noble way. But yeah, I think but you see, Ian, I the answer tied yeah. behind me back. Yeah, but I think it's the it's the type of player more than the the, the value now because value is is immaterial now. Um, you know, like like you said, Van Dijk is up there as one of the best centre halves in in the in the league, in my opinion. And yeah, that's the sort of money. But like Matt said, he did choose the Fenway way of doing things. He he chose Liverpool, with the romantic the, uh, side of of the club. With the and, players. He probably he probably got told you can have who you want, and he said, "All right, well these are the players that will fit my style," and not not being told that it's going to end up around seventy eighty million. What was the final figure, Chris? Hey, they want. And no, I'm not joking. This is not a joke. They wanted ninety million in the end. It's uh, ninety. That's ridiculous. It? Yeah, they wanted ninety. What was our? They were taking absolute bid. Eighty million. We bid for him. Eighty million. So. That was a thirteen bid. Bid fourteen and bid fourteen will commence on January thirty first. Mate, no, he had more true. medicals than the fucking cast of casualty from <laughs> <laughs> Now that was Lamar. <laughs> he's more, yeah. he's in hospital more than Darren Anderson he was. Um come here, Grizz, I'll go to you last on this. Um Did he go? Would you like to see them go and a load of money come in? Or uh, do you know or do you keep it as it is? And Grizz, not only that, um some of the lads touched on there, you know, the, the money side of it, the players. He likes certain players. Do the club have the pull with the sort of money they have now to get players, or do we need that mega, mega rich person that just pays whatever's needed? You know, Matt's right. I mean, in an ideal world, uh, we'd love, we'd love to win a league under FSG. The way it's, you know, the way the way they're doing things like sort of just finding talent and developing them and then, and then the romance involved with Jurgen Klopp. And to be honest with you, we have come close. <clears throat> For example, under Rodgers, we had a very good up to January last season. You know, we've come close. We've always failed just short. And in my opinion, that kind of just sums up FSG's tenure. For me, it's just fails short in my opinion. They've done brilliantly. No, sorry. They've done very well in a lot of things, but it's on the field that they've sort of just let us down. And again, we hate to say, I hate to say it, but again, this summer was nearly, nearly perfect. Do you know what I mean? The chances were there to secure certain deals, whatever. Go for ex- look, Let me give you an example of a, a city scenario compared to our, our scenario, right? So our first choice left back ask uh, was that. Mendy guy from uh, the one who signed for City, their left back, right? From Monaco. 
the Monaco one. That's the one. So we were blown out of the way. They said we want 45 million for him. He was our left back. Klopp's first target, first choice target was at Mendy. So Man City go and put in a 40 million bid <coughs> for him. Monaco said, no, we ain't selling for 50. Within 24 hours, the city owners have pulled out a check for another extra 10 million. Go and buy him. We're not at that level, Gav, to do things like that. I I think Klopp. I think I think Ian's right as well. If if Klopp had a sugar daddy involved, I think Klopp is the type of manager that wouldn't go mad and buy willy nilly. I think he would buy just the odd superstar, just the odd two. For example, this summer, if we had uh, mega rich owners, I still think he would only want Cater and VVD, and we would have them on board. There's no doubt in my mind. If we had mega-rich owners, we would have Naby Keita and VVD in our team this season. And look at the difference he would make. So, with, so in my opinion, I think FSG are the nearly men. I think they nearly, nearly uh, have struck gold with us, but I don't think they're the ones to take us onto the next level. Uh, I don't want to go mad, as, as, as Ian says. I don't want to be the type of like FSG, uh, well, they're PSG lot. Uh, that just buy, you know, sort of ridiculous amounts of players for ridiculous prices and everything, you know. No, but I think under under Klopp, a rich owner would be the ideal combination because Klopp's the type of manager who does like the romantic side of football and he wouldn't just go mad and buy sort of players like he would be on, on FIFA. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you to a point, but um, buying, buying any player now... <laughs> You need to be mega rich. It's just because the way things are, you know. Like you can, you can win as many trophies as you want, and you can be in the Champions League as many times as you want, and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you have to have mad money behind you. It's just the way things are gone. I think people are a bit harsh on FSG, um, but again, you have to be FSG out, or you have to be FSG in. Uh, luckily enough, a couple of lads here aren't. You know, they're they're on defence and they they. They've a quite a rounded view on it. No, you just have. In fairness, you still like for all the slagging we do to each other. Um, you know, if I if I took an FSG out stance to what any of you three, I'm sure you could argue FSG in. If I took an FSG in stance, I'm sure you could give me the negatives to them. So there is quite measured for all the abuse that we give each other. Well, no, they if you are ask us, if you, No, but what, think... what I'm saying is, Grizz, the three of us are. Well, you, I, I'm not going to speak myself, but you three are very measured in what is what you talk about and. Um, you know, yeah, like Ian look- said, we f- fuck all that flying a plane over uh, Anfield and all bollocks like that. When you know, no one, none of us, I don't think none of us would, you know, even contemplate or think about tweeting the owners or bullshit like that. But look, any if, if there was owners out there that we thought would further our chances of winning that elusive league title, then come on, we're LFC fans and passionate about our club. Who wouldn't want to better ourselves? We're not arguing FSG in just for the sake of, you know, because half of Twitter wants FSG out because they're cunts. We're saying if yeah. it betters our club, if we find it... Because, look, at the end of the day, you, you could get a lot of worse owners than FSG as well out there. Absolute mm-hmm. madmen. So it'd have to be the right party. It'd have to be the right deal. You know, I personally, I personally would love... Uh, uh, someone like you know uh, from Dubai coming in and sort of taking us, and and I do believe I do believe they've got to be LFC fans. That would be one of my. I know it's difficult. I know how would you find the perfect Yano? Know, who's a Liverpool fan who's got fucking billions behind him, 
but there are people out there who are Liverpool fans and have got that type of money. You see, Grizz, the thing I look at with FSG is off the pitch, um, I think they've been outstanding off the pitch with regards to the way they've funded the club, the way they've, the marketing. Um, Matt, you, you've brought up some serious um, figures with me privately about you know the the way they've done things and you know, the way they've just pushed the club worldwide. And I know they're a worldwide club anyway, but the way they've pushed things money-wise is outstanding over the last seven or so years. I think they're literally missing that 10%. And you made a point about Mendy there, 40 million. We kind of hemmed and hawed over and City just went... That extra 10 million, okay, it's an extra 25%, but you know where I'm going. An extra 10, 10% where we can just push these these deals through and everyone's happy. And we're not in a situation where it was a Klopp, was it the club, the FSG, Klopp didn't want them. We're not having these issues because we go in, we make that mega bid. And if it's rejected, fine. You know, we all know where we stand. But look, I'll leave it there. We'll get back. To, we will end up at it again if these stories continue on and... They may run and run and run, you know, the way it usually happens. But, lads, I'm going to finish up. I've about 10 minutes left, if even that. And um, the last time Grizz could see his feet came up earlier. And that means he was really young and he was a child and he would have had a childhood crush. And, Grizz, I'm going to come to you first. And I want to know what your childhood or who your childhood (laughs) crush was. Childhood crush? Yeah. How old were we talking? Because you got to remember, remember, I'm a, remember I told I you about I'm Asian, I'm matured. Earlier. I don't know, but you matured a five, you told me last week. So <laughs> That's what I mean. So like, are we talking school? Are we talking like 11 to 15? Who's the first famous burger is that you wanted to stick your private parts in? That'll do, that'll do. We don't need a criteria. Famous <laughs> bird that I wanted to stick my... Famous bird that I wanted to stick my private parts in. Jesus Christ, they just have to this, put it like that. Just have to be a chill. Well, that's what Ian fucking for him, said. Mate, for him, mate. Sometimes you'd have to put it like that for Chris. This is a, what a, yeah. this is a family show, man. Was, oh, got family <laughs> no, listening to this. Got family listening to this, probably. Um, all right. No, no, no. Ignore Ian. Ian's just, since he's been on that website of his, that Plenty of Fish, he's turned into a proper serial predator here. So ignore him. Yeah. yeah. He's just know, filling. What's his answer? You're filling? Uh, I'm thinking, Matt, fuck's sake, you've Googled everything you wanted to answer. I'm thinking, oh... He's hardly Googled oh, my childhood crush. He has. <laughs> he has. You don't know, Matt. He's always got that laptop in front of him open for a reason. But yeah. now my childhood uh, crush was always and has been... Oh, I've got two. One's weird. One's quite reasonable. Carol okay, Vorderman I want the weird Cap- one first. Uh, the weird one was Helen Mirren. Does anybody oh, know who she is? Of course you know who she is. No, who is she? Right. Now, Matt, don't. Matt's, Matt, Matt don't, doesn't know who she is. I told you. Matt Google, knows who Google, she is. Google her on your laptop, Matt. I always had a thing for Helen Mirren. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. Maybe... Because she used to get her tits out in every film. That explains it. And yeah. the other one, who was my real, real crush, I used to rush home from school, run at my top speed of 1.2 miles per hour, was Carol Vorderman of Countdown. She was oh, quality. Okay. Was she was class. She was. You would have. She was. She been... was a cop because I don't go for these. Um, look, looks, Normal looks, women. Yeah, looks are everything. Okay, looks are <laughs> sorry. Not looks aren't everything to me, but the woman has got to have a sharp brain, and there was no one who had a sharper brain. <laughs> 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 why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Wait, wait, I'd why are you laughing? Every woman's got a sharper brain than you. You'd said. Carol Vorderman was. Um, intellectual 
sharp. She's not dead, mate. <laughs> no, but she's not. She's not sharp anymore, Ian. Old age. Yes, she fucking is. She hasn't got Alzheimer's. She's still fucking doing that. Those she's, sums. She can't. Still, no, she doesn't. She's still doing her ten times tables, Chris. She's, she's she doesn't. Like she does, she's not on countdown anymore. She doesn't on Yeah, she retired ages ago, Ian. That doesn't so, mean yeah, they fucking ran, they, they robbed the brain capacity. They ran they ran out of uh, Matt's questions for her, so she just left. Yeah, so now nah, she's uh, she was my childhood uh, sweetheart, Carol. Grizz, if you if you were running home from school and you hadn't got all your cricket gear with you and all your medals hanging around your neck, you would have been you would have got a top speed of two point four miles an hour and got home a lot quicker. I would go early. Yeah, I used to, you know, right at the end. Isn't that when you shoot your muck? I used to rip that time. Vinegar strokes. <laughs> I, ha- I have to move on before Grizz gets any weirder. Uh, Matt, you're next. Um, have- I hope you've Googled my own childhood crush and see yeah, what yeah. results come up. Google came up. Uh, what did they come up with? Uh, my- mine's a geeky one. So I used to love the X-Files. So it was Gillian Anderson. But I'm not talking like <clears throat> fit Gillian Anderson. I'm talking when she had proper little cut, straight fringe. She had a long dread. I-, I had a poster. Which I used to smash one out to all the time. I'm talking. She had a she had a dress down below her knees. And a Did you make holes in that poster? She had Did a you massive make holes in that poster, man. Honestly, she had a she had a massive overcoat and a fucking turtleneck or something on. And I used to fucking love her all day long. Just <laughs> going at it. Just come on, listeners. Jillian. For listeners, Matt's hand movements gave everything away. <laughs> Honestly, I I'd, uh, I'm just thinking about sticking my head up that big fucking dress and not getting in there. <laughs> Okay. All day long, all day long. I just visioned your mates not going to be on a Saturday night. No, no. And with Gillian for most of today, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> so Gillian Anderson. Um, yeah. Oh fucking hell, you're all mad. Ian, uh, you're last. Who are you going for? Carly uh, Minogue, mate. Oh, honestly, uh, from Neighbours, Carly Minogue. Yeah, okay. I, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one because a lot of people jumped on Carly Minogue with the hot pants thing. No, oh. way, way before that, when she had, when she yeah. was Charlene out of Neighbours, and she had a little yeah. curly perm, and she was banging Scott, I think his name was, Jason Donovan. Yeah. My uncle bought me, like, a little picture of her in a frame, up on the wall, you know what I mean, wipe-proof. Uh, it was Sam, yeah. Carly Minogue. But you know what? I had a strange crush as well on a... Matt. Uh, no. <laughs> on, do you remember a... The bird are, I remember even badly, the fat one. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I used to think there was something about her. I, was, I think it's because she was a slag in the programme. See, this gives, think, this, gives away his, wait, this gives away his plenty of fish fucking... Honestly, and I, no, not now, I wouldn't go <laughs> there. You know, but then, there was just something about her. I think she she come across as a little bit dirty. And when the I was flattiness. going through that phase... Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Anyone can pick a superstar bird, like Pamela Anderson and all that. But she yeah. just... There was something dirty about it, but Carly Minogue for me, mum. I prefer and, Danny, actually, Danny Minogue. Uh, Did you never know? Uh, no, nah, I prefer Danny Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, much. Carly Minogue to, to introduce to me ma and that fat one to meet round the back of the bike sheds <laughs> on my own. Dorothy was her name in Member Haven, by the way. Dorothy, that's it. Yeah, she was sound, yeah, eh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, do you remember the other one that was in it? <laughs> Do you remember? Do you remember the other one that was in it? And she went and she got. I think she went out with Cattle Lee Lash. Chapman, didn't she? Is her name? Yeah, she Lash. went out with Lee Chapman for a while, and then she got yeah, her lips yeah. done, and she looked like. Um, do you remember those fish that you'd see on a plaque, and they torn and sing to you, and yeah. they, they fucking. Uh, 
fucking lips went all over the shop, didn't they? She was the original trout pout, weren't she? She fucked yeah, herself yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, Leslie yeah. Ash it was, sorry, Leslie Ash. Leslie Ash, yeah, that's all. Fucked herself right did, up. Didn't he, did, didn't he smash her up? Well, not like sexually, like he actually <laughs> beat her up, didn't he? Uh, oh, yeah, allegedly, I don't know. Allegedly, uh, alleged, sorry. Just allegedly, keep saying allegedly, allegedly will you? Allegedly. <laughs> um, now I've got inside info. I don't know. I genuinely don't know, but I know that she went to get her fucking lips done and she came out like a rainbow trout. It was fucking mad looking. Yeah, he was an awful... Something, sorry, totally off the off topic, but he was an awful player. Lee Chapman. How crap was Lee Chapman? He could barely run. Do you remember, guys, Lee Chapman? Yeah, Lee the big, was... tall, blonde fella. Yeah, he wasn't great, but... He wasn't yeah, good, was he? Crush on yeah. him. Um, no? I'd never have, I've never had a wank over him, so I'm not asked. But to be honest with you, talking about Kylie Minogue and Ian, you know, now I know, because Ian, I don't know if you guys saw that picture Ian put up on Twitter when he was young. I think he'd give Jason Donovan a run for his money. Did you not see know, that picture? See picture? Oh, my oh, God, yeah, you need to get, get hold of... Fucking hell, lads, yeah. you've been on a, a big slide, haven't you? <laughs> I have. <laughs> a, a, cheese, a cheese-filled slide. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, lads. Mine would be, um, and her name's gone out of my head, but it was the board out of uh, Baywatch. No, not Pamela Anderson. Yasmin Blue. It was the other board. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Who? Grace. Yasmin Brown. Oh, yes. Yeah, she, yeah, she, she was nothing else to say. That was it. She's just amazing. Um, what was her name? I could have picked anyone off Baywatch. Yasmin Blue. Yasmin Blue. Like, Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the new one yes, uh, last week on the flight. On the flight back here. Uh, Good fit bed. It's bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's shy. I did. I had no sound on it. Bad film. Yeah, I just watched. I it. did. I did misbehave over episodes of Gladiator as well. The Birds and Gladiator. Jet. Wolf was it? Yeah. Yeah, Jet, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I had a thing for Shadow, that big giant scary black fella. Danny Shadow. Wallace and now Shadow. All right, Ian. It was oh, nice. Stop. If he says if he says Carlton Palmer now in a minute, I'm fucking I'm finished. Oh no, he, he um, was too he was too wiry for me. Him, I like buff. <laughs> he could have smashed him to pieces. Like Chris. <laughs> yeah. Right, lads, listen, I'm leaving it there before it gets any more weird and um, we're liable for something. Um, that was episode six. The international breaks aren't too bad, actually. We just do this every week, couldn't we? Forget the football. Um, no, look, that was episode six. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Ian, Mac Riz, thanks a million. I've been your host, Gav. Over and out. So, let's say you're into yoga or Pilates. Or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy. And it's May. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Accept no substitutes. Sports Social Podcast Network.